previously on Monsters and Mean Guys. I'm Chaz, I'm the keeper of this little game we're playing. I'm Zach, the spell slinger Sloan. I'm Arnold, I am playing the spooky. My name is Ben. Hey, I'm Alex. You're a professional. My character's name is Clay Valentine. So he finds a wand. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, he finds a wand. Takes it, because he's a big Harry Potter fan. Yeah, but like specifically would like a cool Harry Potter was. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a cool one. And so over those 10 years, the hallucinations just got worse and worse. I can kind of see this witch, and I just know something's connecting me to her. I work for a completely secretive organization. <laughs> okay. You don't get to no, know no, I fucking well, the Except for my know. band, because it's very obvious. So if you want to learn about that, <laughs> it is very fast. Thus, the um, back doors that open up to a uh, huge thruster. That's called Siri. C I R I? Yeah. Adorable. Because when it fucks up, it's like, God damn it, Siri. We open in Maine. It is the late 1600s in the middle of the woods. It's midnight. A woman in torn and burnt clothes emerges in a circular clearing at the center of the woods. She's limping on her left leg. Blood is pooling down her thigh. She hears a snarling and barking of dogs not far behind her. She dabs a finger in her blood and makes a mark in the grass directly in the center. She whispers, Kloti Floka, and begins to slam her hand down towards the ground. Suddenly, a wolf bursts through the trees, chasing towards her. As her hand hits the ground, an immense gust of wind blows out from the center in all directions, blowing away all the grass, leaving only dirt. The wolf does not hesitate when hit with this wind, but as soon as it is close enough to bite the woman, it shapeshifts into a man. He stands seven foot tall, his figure cloaked in a deep green hooded robe. The woman looks up at the man, and her words crawl out of her mouth. I'm ready to make a deal. And a smile of inhuman size glows from within the hood, and the man snaps his fingers. Over 300 years later, in 2018, we see that the same clearing has become the heart of a small town called Sanctum, Sanctum, Maine. We open up on the hunters. Uh, three of them, and we start on a little bit. We start with Ben, who has woken up in his cave. Uh, ben, uh, Arnold, can you describe the cave to me? Describe what's going on, what's, what you see around you. What, decorate your cave for me. All right, so um, it's, it's not very large. It doesn't go back too far. Um, let's say, like, um, 25 yards. Um, and uh, it's it's deeper than it is wide. Uh, it's maybe said. it's maybe like ten yards wide or something. Um, but uh, it's it's deep enough to where I I have cover from any bad storms or anything, and um, I uh, I can set up a little fire back there, stay warm. I sleep back there. I've got. Um, I do have kind of piles of, um, like, ratty comforters and, like, one, like, really ratty mattress um, that over the, over the um, 
five five years that I've been living out there, I've I've made trips back to kind of civilization here and there, and like I like scavenging. Yeah, scavenging. Yeah. Snagged a mattress, snagged some like comforters. I just kind of sleep in this pile um, in the back, um, and I have I have like piles of of food. It's all just kind of on the on the ground, like um, just piles of like I have like natural fruits and I have uh, roots. Like I've definitely learned to live off the land like very easily. Like it came very naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I I do hunt animals sometimes. Um, I do have a a special connection with so with animals, um, but it's not like all of them are my friends. Like, I still hunt and eat some. Yeah. Um, but not, like, that's not, that's definitely not my primary uh, way of, of getting food just because that's much more difficult. Yeah. Definitely foraging is easier. Um, there, there's not, like, really any decorations of uh, my past life. Um, have you have you painted anything on the walls of, like, you in general? Any of your hallucinations or anything? Um... I've do you do poor painting and then just put it on the wall and then not take a commission. <laughs> no, there, there's no there's no paintings. Like it's it's very very bare. Um, the cave itself is pretty bare. Um, sometimes I'll kind of make uh, patterns and designs out of like leaves or like uh, twigs and stuff, kind of on the floor. So it's more of like just bringing in like things and making little symbols and stuff yeah. that I don't ever really know what they mean, okay. but they just pop into my head. Um, and definitely around in the woods, there are markings on trees that I've made, um, things that just help myself in locating where I am, but also things that I kind of just put my little marks on things. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm going to assume you have some way of telling time, like a calendar in here, maybe, or just like tick marks for your days, and help me keep up with the years. Um, not so much like, like, like typical like tick marks or whatever, like scratching out the days, because I don't really count my days. It's maybe in the beginning. Yeah. So I have a few from like early. Okay. Um, but definitely by now, I'm very in tune with, like, I can tell the time of day just by looking at the sun. I can. Um, I know what season it is. Okay. Like, yeah. the, the individual days don't matter as much to me at this point. I buy that. Okay, cool. So, it's been five years since you left. Uh, yeah. You wake up this morning, it's just like any morning, you crawl out of your pile of mattresses and comforters, maybe knock off some mites, whatever is around you. You regular, you get up, uh, are you wearing clothing? Is it just garbage clothing? Just, yeah, just no, like some... naked, is that what you want us to say? <laughs> no, I wear, I wear just a... Loincloth. Picture like, like the starter clothes from Skyrim or something. Okay, not just true. like some ragged pants and a ragged shirt. Okay, ragged pants and a ragged shirt. Okay, but less like medieval, like yeah, like a t shirt, like maybe. Modern, yeah, yeah, um, and like uh, wrist cuffs. No, I don't have any wrist well, cuffs. Well, those those were the starting. <laughs> in uh, in however you've been keeping track of time, you you pick out that this is it's the yearly mark. Uh, which ranges in about a week. You don't have any specific way of time. Where it's time to go and check on your parents. And every year you go back and you keep an eye on them. You just want to make sure that they're okay. Mm -hmm. 
uh, just and it's not even it's all in secret. They don't react. They don't see you. And you know that for your first two years, they were depressed. They were sad. They've been working through it, though. It's been over five years. Uh, on this day, actually, they all they have a little, not a celebration, but they sit and they tend to mourn together on the couch, holding something of yours that was from your room and kind of cradling it. Today's a, bit, a day of bad memory for them, but they're bonding through it and they're working through it. Uh, you see that every year. and it, it hurts, but it comforts you to know that they're safe and alive. Uh, how far away is their house? Like a long, like walking trip. You can say day, whatever. Walking trip. Yeah, it it does take um, it does take about a day and a half. Um, like I'm a good bit away. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty pretty untamed uh, woods. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, so let's. So go it through. does. It's 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 not like I just leave in the morning and I'm there in a few hours. Like I leave. I have little spots along the way where I'm able to stop for the night um, that I've discovered and yeah. kind of made little little safe places for myself over the years. Little hobbles, little things you can do. Yeah, um, yeah, you, you're prepped for But this. I'm far enough away from them that... It's not, it's not like, an easy trip. Yeah, it, it takes a little while, but also I, I don't run the risk of anybody finding me, really. Okay, um... Okay, so you're 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 packing up some of the some little food for yourself, and you're taking a few things with you uh, to go see and to make this trip. So you're ready for this journey. As you are uh, as you are on your way, you hear something whisper in your ear that you haven't heard in, in a long time, and it's the voice of that raspy old woman that you met what now ten years ago, ten years ago. She's had you've had hallucinations in the past. You've had you've heard her voice over the past 10 years, but not often. And as soon as you went to the woods, it started to bear down as you got away from society and started to bond more with animals and whatnot. Uh, and by isolating yourself, you've been able to exclude it. But as you, as you prep for this journey back to your house, you start to hear her voice almost like it's right over your shoulder, not in your head. Like she's whispering to you from right behind your back to the point where you can feel the breath on your neck. And she just says... Oh, I should probably do voices, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd hurry if I were you. And as she says this, a, uh, a chill goes down your spine, and you have this immense fear that something... Nice. Uh, with listeners, what you didn't see is that Zach just helped a chill go down Arnold's spine. It was quite I beautiful. really felt it. Sensational. <laughs> uh... And you have this immense sense of foreboding that something is wrong at your house. So you grab as much as you can carry and you make a sprint Hunches. towards there. And at that point, we're going to jump to another hunter. Um, Clay Valentine. You have just finished a mission. Um, I just finished? You are, tell me, actually, you know, you're going to tell me about the mission you're finishing. It's you were at a vampire nest in, uh... Well, I was at a vampire nest. Tell me. I want you to tell me about how you... It's not there anymore. Yeah. Tell me how you took it out. Nice. The nest, uh... A little bit of... I want you to describe to me the mission. There are... I I can tell you this much. There are at least five vampires. There's one alpha among them. It is the leader. It's the one you really have to take out. They are hidden in this city in New York. Yep. 
little town, and they've been feeding on the. Oh, I know exactly where they are. Yeah. I just found them. Tell me, me too. Tell... They're hiding out in a water tower on top of a building. Tell me about the confrontation. <clears throat> well, two came out and tried to stop me. I drove a stake through one skull and shot the other one in the face with my magnum. Okay, so we're assuming that stakes through the skull killed him. They killed him. This doesn't usually. have to be a skull. I just shot him in the brain, and that seems to work too. Well, you, wh when you do this, uh, after a few minutes, it does knock them down and incapacitate them, but they get right back up. Uh, uh, and you, you know this was going to happen, because the only way to kill vampires is to decapitate them. decapitation. Yeah, See? actually, where are the dice? Did I, I put them up here, didn't I? I might not have. I know I definitely took them out of Monopoly. They just fell out of my thigh. That is. <laughs> okay, I want you to roll for some, roll, roll for top. Absolutely, for top. And, uh, and you're, what you're, go you're going for uh, to Jeez. cut off their head. Okay. Yeah, a 10. Plus, what's your tough? Plus one, 11. So you succeed. You take a machete that you have in your car and you decapitate the closest one to you. Uh, no no sweat off your back. Nice and easy. Yep. It's done so. And um, you're walking to the next one. What else do you do? Then I go get the kerosene from Siri. Um, remember, <laughs> listen, is it Siri is my mic fan. I go get my my big old can of kerosene, and I just uh, doused that whole water tower in kerosene and uh, light it up. You, you light up a water, water tower you with kerosene. Me. Okay. You heard me. You're going to have to roll for that. What is your goal? <laughs> what is your goal for this? My goal is to light it on fire to the point where the water melts and all of the water, water comes melts. rushing out, thus sending all of the vampires remaining in it down with the water off the building and onto the harsh streets right, below. Give me a Chemically hot second to figure out what the water. fuck you're doing. No, you're no, just melting the, the water no, tower the, to release the, the water. Tower. Yeah, yeah, because jet fluid. Are fluid they in the water? Are no, they, they were on top of the water. happened in New York. Um, okay, yeah, I'm going to need you to roll some act under pressure, so plus cool. Easy. I have like eight of that. Oh my fucking god! You have a twelve plus, plus two. So that's eleven. So yeah, no, well, no, because plus two he gets to thirteen. Thirteen. So on advance to so twelve. So thirteen. So you do what you set out to do, and plus you may because you got a twelve plus. You can also choose either to do what you wanted and do something extra, or do what you wanted to absolute perfection. <laughs> do what I wanted. <laughs> Do what I wanted to absolute perfection. Okay, so that uh, they describe get the cap. They, exactly what you did. So I melt the water tower. As a, <laughs> they all fall out, one cuts their head off on the <laughs> melted metal. The other three, as they're falling, one gets one gets uh, chopped by a helicopter flying by. The other two smash on the ground where they get run over by a taxi, both shooting their heads off like a bottle of champagne. You, you rolled too well for me to deny any of that. So all of that happens, and the taxi driver is concerned but does not stop. <laughs> and Drives now away. And now you've used up all your points of luck. <laughs> no, no, this is beautiful. Um, but as you do this, down from the bottom of the water tower, someone that was hiding within it, the alpha vampire, is looking at you. Did you jump off the water tower? As no, was... I'm just watching over the edge. Okay, so you didn't blow it up. You just released it and... Yeah. This is beautiful. I love this. Okay, so he's looking up at you. He's looking up at you, and he is mad. So he jumps... Well, I look madder. I need you to roll for look madder. No, do not roll for that. I have a determined face. <laughs> yeah, you look determined down at him, and he gets a little intimidated. But... 
And what he, but what he does is he starts climbing up the water tower towards you at immense and incredible speed. What do you do? Well, good thing I have this fucking sniper rifle. Yeah, you, you have this sniper rifle on your back. Roll for kick some ass. Roll some plus tough. Ooh, eight. How much plus tough? Plus one. Nine. Okay, so you succeed, but it's a mixed success. So you shoot the sniper rifle at him. But what happens is he just falls down to the ground. And so do you. The, nice. the kickback from the sniper rifle actually knocks you off the water tower. I need you to roll for uh, Eye Thunder Pressure. So roll plus cool. Cool. I'm yeah. going to assume you have a very powerful knife on you. And as you were falling off the water tower, you stab it into the water, the water tower and kind of grind your way down. Hell no, yeah. no major damage. You hurt yourself a little bit as you, were, as you like, fell back. But it was nothing major, and it looked kick-ass. Yes. Like, this is yes. one of the most badass things I've already ever seen. Uh, and you walk up to him. He's on the ground. You shot him nice and good. He's... All right, well, good thing I have the shotgun. Yeah, you go up to him with the shotgun, and what do you do? I blow his head off. I, I, I keep hating this. You get a roll for kick some ass. Five plus tough. Six. Six. That is a failure. And I get yeah. to make a hard move here. But you do get an experience. Yeah, actually, by the way, for experience, go ahead and mark it. Every time you fail a roll between two and six or less, if you have negatives, you get to mark experience on your thing. And once you get five experience, you level up. Nice. Yeah. Or seven. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So good. That's the good thing. The bad thing is that you miss so bad. After that kick-ass sniper shot that was probably like not even a scope, you just fucking one-handed it and all this shit... You shoot the gun, and he just moves his head slightly to the left. Oh, damn. And as he does this, he rips your shotgun out of your hand and smacks you with it. And he slams you and throws you against the water tower, what's remains of the water tower. Your back hits it, and it hurts like a bitch. And as, right after he does this, the creature starts hurling itself back at you, and it's on its way over. Until out of nowhere... Siri comes up and just hits the creature at 60 miles per hour, launching it backwards and piercing its heart on a metal pole. Uh, stakes do not kill vampires, but they do paralyze them. And this, this vampire is now stuck exactly where it is. Uh, what do you do? I walk up to the vampire, I blow its head off of my shotgun and say, bites, doesn't it? Roll to blow its head off. I rolled a 10. Cool, cool. Uh, so you have just blown the head off of this alpha vampire as it was stuck on a metal stake sticking out from the ground. You pick up your weapons, you're burying the body, you're burning every trace that you were here, you're contacting the taxi driver, you're giving him an extra 50 bucks to keep quiet about tonight, and you're heading back into your car like nothing happened. As you get into your car, you just hear a very familiar voice that you've grown fond of over the years say to you, you're welcome. Oh, God, Siri, you gotta get off my fucking back. Thank you, thank you. Is that what you want? Thank you. Uh, just a little recognition would be nice. Well, thank once. you, I just gave you recognition. Yeah, but I wanted to say the kick-ass oh. line to the vampire. You, I say the kick-ass line. the camera fades out on this argument that feels far, far too familiar and classic, like a married couple, almost. And we fade in on Zach, or Sloan. Who is currently making toast. 
yeah, um, the new slow and shady. He just decided to start doing shit because he knew that we were about to go to him and was like, hey, let's go ahead and get some food. Oh, no, no, that's cool. This is just an audio-only medium. Well, I want toast. <laughs> You've got a little time to get toast. You have to make toast for the whole class. Yeah, if you're going to have toast, this is communism. May I have some oats, brother? <laughs> Eating toast, no papa. Oh, no. <laughs> no anime allowed on this I, podcast. I was right ahead of the curve on that meme, man. It is a, it is a top-tier meme of 2018. Lord. Zach, you want me to just start describing your stuff? All right, let's go. Okay. Slow. You are in... And trust me on this, you don't need to have any opinion on what's going on right now. You stand in the center of a of a deep and a of a, not angry but a deep circle, surrounded on all sides by these shadowy figures. Yeah, go ahead and keep making some fucking noise. <laughs> surrounded by shadowy figures of all shapes and sizes, some that seem almost animalistic, bestial in shape and form. And at the at the peak of all of them is a man that you in this moment recognized but cannot put a name to. And he smirks as you make eye contact with him and waves his hand down, sending in a wave of these fucking creatures at you. And I want you to think, these, there are five creatures coming at you from five different positions, and I want you to think of the most badass thing you can do with magic. And I want you to describe it to me. And then you're going to roll for it. So just what do you do to keep these guys off? It can be in your powers, or it can be just something so supernatural. I lightning blast them. You lightning blast them. You just shoot lightning. You don't go roll for it. I'll describe uh, based on how high that is. This is plus three. Okay, you don't have to do it right by the phone. You have two weird, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's seven. That is a mixed success. So what you do is... <laughs> I'm glad he did it right by the phone. Now they know we're rolling dice. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Five, yeah, Arnold, you fucking idiot. five bolts of lightning shoot out of you, and three of they they hit all five of the monsters as they're coming at you. Three of them disintegrate instantly. Two of them, however, seem like they're more empowered by these. And when you, as they are moving towards you, you hear these rusts and these gears clanking together as they're about to strike you. They're much closer now, and I want you to think of something else magic to do to keep them off. One of them has already struck at you, and uh, I'm just going to say you dodged. But these two are right on top of you now. Um, so now I uh, pop my spell shield. Dude, honestly, I just need you to make this up. I want you to literally describe some crazy-ass magic shit. This is oh. beyond your character sheet. Um, like you're watching the magicians. Or Harry Potter. I turn them... I uh, vape at them, and when they go through the vape smoke, they just turn into vaping the vapor. Okay, you know what? I'm like, gonna fucking I'm gonna go for that. Roll for it. They? Can you just roll for it? Yeah, they're they're metallic, they? shadowy creatures. You can't really discern them. Oh. You can just hear gear shaking. <laughs> they're already shadows. Yeah, you're. This will. I'll I'll decide something this does. We'll try to do vapor. Ten. Ten plus two. Twelve. This is a complete success. So what you do? You make a little circle around your mouth. You inhale and exhale a shit ton of smoke. And as these creatures finally get, they get in range of the smoke, the smoke covers them, and as it disappears, they have both turned entirely to stone. 
and with a flick of the wrist, you knock one of them into the other, and they shatter as they hit the ground. You dust off your shoulder a little bit at this at this nice little success, and you look at the um, you look at the figure who was just smirking at you. He's now notably more upset. Do you say something kick-ass? Do you say anything? What else you got? Um, yeah, have a character voice. Bites, doesn't it? <laughs> and he says, bites, doesn't it? That is the coherent line of thought through this entire <laughs> fucking podcast. It's no matter who kills anything, they just say, bites. Bites, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I say, um, miss me, now you gotta kiss me. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. Roll for charm. <laughs> You're joking, do not do that. You're fine. Um, oh my fucking god. Wait, what, what is your charm base? They kiss him a lot. <laughs> my charm base is... Uh, you have... Plus one. You have plus one, that's an 11. He blushes. He blushes, and he even kind of giggles to himself, like he's remembering something that used to be, something all too familiar to you. But as he does it, he snaps his fingers, and the entire horde of monsters leap onto you. And I want you to describe... Something I wanted you to describe something as badass as when Thanos like pulled an entire moon in Iron Man. Give me something that just blows these motherfuckers away. And then I want you to roll. Actually, you know what? Just fucking roll for it and then decide on what it is and I'll kind of narrate it. Seven plus two, that is a nine. Okay, so what do you want to do? So I um This anything. is pat anything? Anything. So I'm getting swarmed Yeah, these by... are un unimaginable creatures are just jumping on you. They all look entirely different, but they're shadowy. You can't make out much, just like they're rough shapes. Then I pretty much go, um... Fuck, what's the avatar? What's the special avatar mode that he, that he does? I think it's just avatar mode. Avatar. So, but yeah, you... No, the, the... He goes into this. His eyes turn blue. He goes into that. I state. can give you something like that. Do you want me to just describe? Yeah, but like? I call. I, so so I I kind of call lightning down um, to myself and strike myself to Fuck enter yeah. that state. Fuck yeah! Okay, I got and, you. I got you. Uh, so as these creatures are leaping at you, your eye, you open your eyes, and with a little, uh, the slightest grin on your face, because you're you've been wanting to do this your entire life. Again, you wouldn't want to do it again. I'm sure you've done it before. A single lightning boat of immense proportion falls right out of the sky, plants into your head, and barely moving your fingers, you open your eyes. They are bright blue with static shooting out of them, and you pop open your hands, and as you do, you feel a rush of cold water on your face, and you wake up looking at the sun. Oh. And we're back at Arnold. 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 <laughs> Fucking hate you. Uh, Arnold, you, are, you have just made it to the, um, to your parents' house. Ben. You, you, what? Ben, Ben, sorry. Ben, you have just made it to your parents' ben house. You sprinted because this voice, this voice scared the living hell out of you. And, um, 
what do you do? You're at, you're at the woods outside their cabin, outside their house, and you're kind of at the outer circle. What do you, what do you do? You can, you, you want to look around? You want to investigate or anything? I, um, yeah, I, I stay at the tree line, but I definitely want to, um, look around, see if I can notice anything out of the ordinary. Okay, cool. Uh, roll for plus sharp. I'm going to treat this a little bit like D&D is where, oh my god, what is uh, your sharp? Three, uh, plus one sharp. Yeah, you don't see shit. Yeah, All I just, right. you can, you, uh, wait, let's see, on a failure, I don't think you get to ask me anything on Investigative Mystery, really. Unless, do you have anything? Uh, I think that'd be more of a read about situation. Either way, uh, what happens on a failure on that? Um, it, they're both plus sharp, so I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think. Nothing, you don't see anything. jack shit. Uh, yeah. It just looks. It just looks normal. You haven't seen this house in a year. Maybe some flat, some trees are overgrown. Right. You've gone blind in both eyes. That's what's happening now. Oh jeez. Um, but so you you tell me tell me what do you do do you, I um I look around I, 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 I wait for as long as I feel like I can because I, I I've gone five years without them seeing me. Mm-hmm. And it, I will say, it does seem unnaturally quiet. There's no birds chirping. Yeah. There's no crickets, no animals, nothing, nothing that you can sense. But you're not used to that. And there's no movement in the house that you can see. I close my eyes. I take a deep breath. And I set my sights on the cabin and I run as fast as I can. Fantastic. You run to the front door. Do you enter? Do you knock? I just run in. You just burst in the door. Uh, okay, so you enter the front room. Everything is clean, untouched. Everything you see. It's uh, the layout of the house, the choices you have. You know it all too well. You are right now, the, the front room doubles as a dining room. You, you were sitting at the table. There's some mail on the ground, as if no one's been there for a few days, stacked up. There's some dust on the counters. Uh, the table in front of... What the fuck are you guys doing? Okay, are you just done with your beer? We're all 21 podcast. Uh, the tables, everything, nothing's like turned over. Doesn't well, anyone's right. I hate you so much. He's 22. Come on, um, this is getting so good. Uh, the the rooms that are attached to this are the kitchen on your left. The um, you're welcome to ask me to describe more if you want to. On the right is a set of stairs that take you to the bedrooms that are all upstairs, and directly in front of you is access to the living room. Where do you go? What do you do? Um, I... Check underneath the rug. <laughs> there's I, no rug there, well, there's a rug. Yeah, it's under the dining table. I do a quick sweep of the whole downstairs. Just choose a room. Uh, I go to the living room. You go to the living room? Yeah. Okay, we're starting off nice and strong, aren't we? Yes. Okay, um... <laughs> you enter the living room. I have this described. Give me a hot second. Living room. Um, you see, you see your couch... At its regular position, everything in this room looks normal. There's a fireplace. There's some portraits on the wall. And there's one wall that is always blank. Like, they just never put anything up there. But on this wall, you see something. Um, see something that you are not familiar with. And in big, in big red lettering. <laughs> Fuck off, Zach. Do not eat on this. Well, he's hungry. Okay, you ate toast. You're, I wonder why he's hungry. 
Okay, if you want a snack, go over there. Go to the bedroom. When it's not your turn. You guys have made way more noise than I have. We're just fucking, we're just, we're fine. We're fine. We're okay. He, but um, then he's going to open this no, thing. And, we'll wait. Okay. okay, so Ben, you enter the living room, and on, the, on this normally blank wall, you see a mass, massive red writing, or a painting, is just this immense grin. Perfectly straight teeth drawn on it, dripping down it. And at the center of the teeth is a big knife. A big, sharp, ritualistic knife that just looks all too familiar. And it is pinning something to the wall. What do you do? I approach the knife and um, look at what it's pinning to the wall. You can make out that it is a card card yeah you have you picked up the knife i i, I remove the knife from the wall and grab, and I grab the card grab the card uh as you grab the knife i can you roll plus cool for me plus cool yeah oh what's your cool nine plus oh minus one eight okay eight. so as you grab the knife it is it it is immediately when you feel it it's nice and cool to your touch but it starts to heat up and it burns your hand and you drop it and uh, you go, you go back down to pick it up. Uh, there's a little, there's a new, there's a mark on your hand now. It is, a, it's a triangle. You have a triangle on your hand. It looks like it's upside down, like that. This knife has left that there. You pick the knife back up, and it's, it's fine now. The knife feels fine in your hand. Oh my lord! You pick up the card that was posted against the wall, and you look at it. Uh, on the back. It says, oh, I had something like this. Um, Come see us in St. Domain. Happiest place on earth. You could be happy too, Ben. And we cut to Clay Valentine. Uh, I'm here. Okay, you're there. Uh, you were on your way back. You finished arguing with Siri. Uh, you got her some premium gas to make up for your cruelty earlier and uh and she's nice and she's nice and docile and yeah, happy and it wasn't just the like regular that was that like premium shit yeah that was the extra extra yeah, shit so that you was better keep her fucking mouth shut for a while that was some no you guys like to talk you're talking in the car you're having conversation it's regular stuff um you're driving you're driving back to your office in wherever it is and you're passing you're in maine now you're passing through maine it's late at night and you're driving by you're driving through some sets of woods uh, as you are driving, you notice, uh, fantastic, you notice a rustling of, uh, leaves ahead of you, and I'm gonna need you to roll cool real quick. Roll for act under pressure. I'm just saying, you have to hold charts to the same standard. <laughs> what are you doing, like, 16 minutes of silence? No. What? No, no, this is, yeah. <laughs> You just want to ruin 16 minutes of silence? I don't know. Okay, uh, what's your cool? Plus two. Okay, cool. You rolled an eight. So, as uh, out of the sh out of the bush in front of you, a figure that you can't quite make out crawls at lightning speed right in front of your van, uh, and Siri is able to catch it, and she breaks really hard for you. And so, what you do is your your car swings to the side, and you hit this creature a few feet as you skid to a stop. Nice. Um. But your airbags, well, your airbag, your singular airbag has deployed, and more than anything, it's just pissed you off. 
Yeah, I'm pretty pissed right now. You're a little disoriented. Your nose is bleeding. That's what you get for that failure. Uh, and Siri asks, are you okay? Did you drink at that gas station? <laughs> Siri, don't talk back to me right now. I fucking love Siri. This, Siri. Is a, this is a time of pressure. <laughs> Please. And My nose is bleeding. Uh, you, you stand to get out of the car. What do you grab? What, what weapon do you grab? First? I grab a napkin to dab at my nose. Yeah, oh, let's say a handkerchief. You're a professional. You, you pull out your yeah, blood handkerchief. handkerchief. You wipe it off, you pre- and you throw it in the back with the other blood handkerchiefs. Yeah. And then I grab my shotgun. Good. Okay, so you grab your shotgun, your double barrel, and you uh, you exit the car. You lo- It's loaded. You just kind of cock it, trying to look like a badass. Over the shoulder, you're walking towards this mother, this whatever this was, thinking maybe... Maybe a deer gun in front of your car and you're going to put it out of its misery. Uh, lit by the headlights to the side of the car is this inhuman but humanish creature. Its arms are longer than any normal man. It's the same, they're the same exact length of its legs, which are uh, horse-like in, in length and just stature. He's got... Its fingers are elongated to double size and clawed at the end. Uh, and you know, in all honesty, I want you to I want you to just roll sharp for me, and we'll see if you know what this is. Oh, I know what this is. This is... You do not know what the I fuck... I have no idea what the fuck this <laughs> You've is. You've seen a lot of creatures in your day, but you've never seen something quite like this. It has no hair, uh, but it does have skin. It, ha- it looks like regular human skin. It just looks stretched. Like, the body inside does not conform to the skin on the outside. Its eyes are dripping <laughs> off to the side. Uh, it's got patches of just rough, ripped off skin from the crack. You're an ugly motherfucker, aren't you? Okay, you say that, and almost instinctually it reacts, crawling up to standing. Its bones don't oh, work shit. like don't look, work like humans. Its knees bend backwards, all the joints seem reversed. And as it does, it cracks, and it spins its head uh, 180 degrees looks you in the eyes, and all it has are these big, black, empty holes for eyes, sharp, long teeth, and it's all peering, and, like, it's melting the skin away from its head as it does this. Uh, what do you say? I'm gonna say... Vote or die, motherfucker. Okay, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, yeah, sorry about that. You I'm say, gonna say, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck! Get the fuck out of the road! You say that. Get the fuck! How out. now, bro? Yeah. <laughs> how now, brown cow? Yeah, we're gonna you're gonna roll for cool and just see how cool you are. <laughs> That's I'm just trying to use wallet. All right, you are eight. You are eight cool. I am eight cool. cool. <laughs> you're like you say cool how now? I was in high school. You say how now, brown cow? And it doesn't seem to get it, and it it lunges at you at lightning speed. Oh shit! And we oh, cut oh, and we cut to slump. Sloan, you are, uh, you, you are, you find yourself laying in a grass field, uh, barely any memory of the dream you just had. Ice and water is dripping off your face. You have a little bit of a, you have a massive headache. Uh, there's a bump on your head. You're not quite sure what it is yet. And this older woman is yelling at you, uh, in a language you don't understand. Wait, go, wait, go, wait, go, I nice and racist. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and what you you recognize it all too familiarly as get the fuck off my lawn. And what do you do? I sprint out of there. 
You can't. Any reasonable person would do. You can't. To the best of my running abilities, having just woken up. You get up, uh, and your body is sore, everything's sore, and you find your way out of there, kind of like, yeah, yeah, you you don't need to roll. I'm going to let you get out of there. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she helps you just get the fuck out of there. Um, You... You get a look at the sun, you check You check the watch on your arm, you tap it a few times because it's old and kind of damaged, and it shakes, and it's about noon. Just like me. It's old and damaged just like you. It's actually a metaphor for you. Oh my god. Um, it's about noon. You know, you're able to pinpoint where you are that this is Portland. You're back in, you're in Portland, Maine, somewhere that you were moderately familiar with. And you, what the, and you find your way to the nearest bar. Uh, you go to the bar, and you're trying to piece together what exactly happened last night. Tell me what you can remember from last night. You know that you were drunk. You have a hangover. That's what your headache is. There's a bump on your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you notice a couple a couple little scratches on your arms. I have, I have really bad static electricity uh, right now, and everything no power. is sticking to me. No, no. This is not a power moment. This is just static what, shock. You know that you were drunk last night. Wait, is this continuing from? Yeah, this the... this is right after you woke up. Okay, so so I have ling- I have lingering like, you know, when you like we'll figure it out. Six to you and shit. Wait, what are you? What are you talking about? You've, What's you've, going on? Right you have now? lingering penis. You just exited this house <laughs> after after a woman chased you out where you woke oh, up yeah, yeah, on yeah. her grass. On her grass. On and you 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 now just entered a bar. You're sitting alone in a booth, and you're trying to piece together what happened last night. But he's not 21 yet. He's in his 30s to 40s. And I look much older than I am. Yeah, that's true. You don't even need ID. <laughs> don't even card you. <laughs> that's your true power. Uh, um, yeah. Just make something up. What happened last night? There's a bump on your head, you're injured, and you I mean, were really it's hammered. Definitely not this, it's definitely not your average night, but... Um, I blame the booze. You blame the booze. Uh, you're able to piece together that you probably got in a fight. You probably just did some shit. You drank a shit ton. You do not remember everything. You're blacking out, which is a very familiar sensation to you to just not remember what happened last night. But you're able to piece it together because you know you've gotten in several fights. Uh, some of the scratches on your arm tell you that maybe some a glass bottle broke and you got some glass scratches. That is true. Uh, you pour a little alcohol on them to uh, to sanitize them. And you order your favorite drink. What's your favorite drink? Something strong, right? Yeah. Kool-Aid. Describe something That's strong. what it's called. Kool-Aid. Pina sh- colada. You order a pina colada, but with a shit ton of whiskey in it. Ew. Ew. <laughs> you know what goes in a pina colada? It's not whiskey. Yeah, but he wants whiskey in it. No, I... <laughs> You're not drinking for flavor. You're drinking... To get drunk. And because I love the song. Then why would he order a pina colada? <laughs> Zach doesn't know alcohol. And because I love the song. I've heard the song so many times. It's, the song, yeah, let's go for that. The song feels it's familiar to you. It kind of, it, um... <laughs> it soothes me. Yeah. Do you pina colada? Shh. And get it caught in the rain. This is already awful. Um, you drink the pina colada. You down it in one gulp. And as you come as you come back down, you notice that there's someone sitting across for you in the booth. As far as you're aware, they could have just appeared there in a second. 
Or you could have taken your sweet ass time drinking and spent a few minutes and someone came, meandered in and sat down right in front of you while you were distracted. Uh, but you're not sure about anything about them. And uh, all that this individual does is he looks at you. He looks at you and you keep trying. You look at him. You're confused. But you have, every time you look away from him, you forget the features on his face. You forget everything there. When you try to think about it, your head starts to hurt again. It's like looking at TV static. And it's like feeling, if your whole, your brain feels like it's shaking and trying really hard to focus on something, but it disappears as you were doing it. And as you look back at him, you're fine. Everything's fine. You can figure out who this person is. He's discernible and he feels familiar. He starts having a, um, a conversation with you. He just says, hello, Sloan. It's good to see you again. And we cut to black. Because you didn't respond. No. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were. No, it's, know it's an actual conversation. <laughs> no, it's okay. We do cut to black because oh. we're on, now we're on the third act, and this is when we start bringing everything together. Uh, you slender man. That's ben, what I was waiting to say. Ben, you've just okay. picked up the knife. You're looking at this, and it says, "Come to Sancton, Maine, the happiest place on earth. You could be happy with us, Ben." What do you do? Freaking freak out. You. you freak out. You notice your parents are gone. The smile feels like it's, it feels and smells like something you're familiar with from the animals. It just smells like blood. Mm -hmm. You're not able to figure out if it's human. You're not able to figure out what exactly happened here. Uh, do you keep the knife? I. You already feel a connection to it. It burned you. You know something's up with this knife and you feel like you're supposed to have it. Yeah. I hold on to the knife, but I drop the postcard. You drop the postcard. And I go upstairs. You go upstairs. You go upstairs. Uh, in, upstairs, there are two rooms. There's one that looks like it's been untouched for at least five years, and there's another one with the door cracked open and disheveled sheets uh, that you can barely make out of the bed. Which door do you go to? The, um, the old one. The, the old one. Okay, so you enter back into your old room. The room is just as you left it. They have not touched a single thing. What the fuck are you guys laughing at? Nothing. I hate you. I hate you both so much. It's a dramatic moment. Uh... You enter your room, nothing's changed. Uh, you look around and you see, you see a set of old clothes. You, you know that you have to go back into society. So you grab this set of old clothes and hope that it still fits you. Uh, you change into it because you're prepping to go back into reality. Nice. Um, is there anything else, anything around your room that reminds you of the old world that you want to grab too? Um, I have... Um a little Rubik's Cube, but it's one of those round ones. You have a circular Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Okay, you grab the circular Rubik's Cube. You know, Cuban. Uh, you know that people like that you have ticks, and you've always enjoyed this little cube. You knew that there was something yeah, hiding in it. Yeah, I figured out. I figured out the the algorithm back in. Uh, yeah. Back okay. In, back in uh, middle school. So it reminds you of someone you used to be, and you you grab onto it. And you feel nostalgia. Yeah, you definitely feel nostalgia wave all over you. And you put it in your bag alongside alongside your knife. Uh, you are now changed into different clothes. They are not necessarily ratty, but they do look a little small. You've grown more muscular over the years. So these are tight, but you look normal for the most part. They're jeans, they're a t-shirt, and uh, they're socks and shoes. You have not worn socks and shoes in years. So this is a familiar, this is a weird feeling for you. And it took you time to get into this. Like, it was not, roll for cool, for act under pressure. <laughs> Roll for <laughs> yeah, for how easy it is to put on clothes. <laughs> Eight plus uh, 
cool? Yeah, minus one. Seven. So seven. You struggle. It's pretty rough. It's, uh, the tightness kind of constrains your testicles, um, and you are really forgetting. You put the pants on your head first, but you eventually figure it out, and you get out of there, and you're fine. Uh, you're back in the hallway upstairs. Okay, I walk into the second room uh, that was cracked open. Yeah, you walk into the second room that was cracked open. I walk in cautiously. You walk in cautiously. Okay. Uh, there's no reason. There's no reason to roll, sadly. Um, but you walk in cautiously, and in here, unlike the rest of the house, it looks like there's been a struggle. Oh. Nice. It looks like some shit has really gone down in here. The sheets are all over. Everything's messed up. There's clothing everywhere. No blood. All the blood that you've seen in the house was on the wall downstairs, but it doesn't look like they're gone. And you don't know what has exactly happened. The safe that your dad always kept in the closet is out and on the um, is out and on the desk in their room. Uh, it is cracked open. The combination has been hit, but it looks like it like cracked as in he never got a chance to open it all the way. Like something took him before he could. So, can I just open it? Or yeah, it's it still it's, it's unlocked. Okay, yeah, I open the safe. Inside the safe, you see. Can I see your fucking sheet? Uh, I need your items. Your, your spooky sheet. Oh, yeah, my gear? Yeah. yeah like if I can remember gear correctly. You, you've already gotten the big knife. Uh, and inside of it is a 38 hunting... Re- a hunt- not a, a 38 revolver. Something oh, that, that your dad has had for years. It's got six rounds in it already. And um, engraved on the side, it just... Uh... <laughs> Excuse me. It says, weirdly enough... Get busy living or get busy dying. God, I wish. You were good at these badass lines. <laughs> I know you're quoting, like, stupid shit. But I, it says, get bit. Oh, that bites. What the fuck did you say? Bites. Bites does Bites don't. No, on it, it says, your old family motto, never forget who you are. You grab this gun. You pack your, your, you throw it in your bag. Forget who. You exit the out. You exit the house, and you make your way to Sanctum Main. Fantastic, Clay Valentine. Yeah. I'm just making breakfast right now. Do you want me to just skip the Sloan and we'll come back to you? No, 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 I'm ready. Okay, fan- yeah, I might need you to roll. Okay, yeah, we left off on you, and this creature of inhuman proportions, with skin falling off of it is lunging at you as its bones all crack and bend in inappropriate, un, almost unreasonable ways. Elbows backwards, fingers bending upwards, and it's lunging at you, ready to strike. Like and, dead space. And I need you to, kind of, yeah, I need you to roll to kick some ass. So roll, roll for tough. Well, that's very easy for me to do. Yeah. If Arnold didn't cog the dice all the time, that's fair. Arnold, I'm probably going to need you to remind me what I told you, because I just made that crest up on the spot. Eight. What's your tough? Two? All right, seven. Seven. So seven. So it's a mixed success. What do you do? What do you, what do you try? What do you aim to do? Um, I go, ah, oh, fuck, get away, and I shoot blindly at it. You shoot blindly at it, and as you do, you see its right leg kick back, and it trips as it's lunging at you. Uh, but this doesn't seem to kind of disorient it. It falls to the ground. But it kind of somersaults, breaking its bones and replacing them as it catches itself Gross. and grabs you, grabs you by the chest and throws you into Siri, who, luckily for you, opens the backside door and catches you in the seat that she rotated out for you. Nice. And she says, 
please don't die, you bucket of dumbass. I don't want a different driver. I'm sorry. Please don't die, you bucket of dumbass. I don't want to use it. I don't want a different driver. Well, you sure didn't mind when Larry took the wheel. This is week. not the time. And as you are already debating with her, this creature is rolling right back at you with immense speed. Oh, voice. fuck. Take out the concealed weapons. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Where, where is that? Does it just say concealed weapons? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. So, do I get to describe them? Yeah, they're right here. Let me see what they are. There's one here, there's one here, and there's one here. Okay, so saying I'm here, of course, saying here on the podcast I'm, is not that I got okay. you. I'll describe them. On, the, on either side of Siri, she shuts the door around you, protecting you with these bu- bulletproof heavy metal doors that nothing can really break through. And on either side of the door, two missiles are prepped. And they are ready. They're smaller ones so because you, you have a lot of them loaded in there. And they launch directly at this creature. And on top, a turret pops up and starts shooting blindly 50 caliber bullets at this creature. Uh, yeah, no, they're insane. Uh, can you roll for tough for me? Roll for Siri, I should say. It's four. <laughs> What's your tough modifier? Plus one. two. Uh, yeah, plus, no, plus one. It's five. And Siri, I'm going to assume, also has... I'm going to assume Siri has plus two because she has those hidden things, but that's still a six and still a failure. Uh, oh, if you had if you fail to roll while you were playing, go ahead and mark experience. Don't forget to do that. Um, I don't remember if I failed. Yeah, you did because you didn't see shit. Remember, the only one you really did oh, was yeah. yeah. Sorry, yours was the first I rolled. I learned from that. You suck from that moment. Okay, so... I get to make a hard move now. Um... So nothing hits this creature. In fact, the missiles that launch behind it just make it look more badass as it's tumbling towards you. And it doesn't attack the doors. It attacks the left front tire, popping it and stopping Siri from being able to move for at least a little bit. And as it does this, Siri screams at you, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you say to Siri when she misses every attack here and pop and her tires pop? Siri, god damn it. And she says to you, why did you enable my pain feature? That shit hurt. (laughs) Because I wanted you to know what it felt like to be real. Excuse me. She starts crying. I gave you humanity and now I have to solve your mess. I pick up my sniper rifle. You pick up your sniper rifle and she rolls down the window for you. And you take a shot at this creature. Can you roll for kick some ass? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping this is... Oh. Eight plus plus one, nine. Nine. So it's mixed success. You hit it in the leg, and this time it really seems to do some damage. Uh, and it's the same leg you hit it earlier. Kaboom, baby. You say that, and it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, it, it, the, the creature looks a little impressed that you could think of that so quickly. And it, <laughs> it uh, limps back into the forest uh, as quickly as it can. You see, uh, as it does, can you, uh, you start to notice the clothing. The, as it was so close, you start to notice the clothing that it was wearing, and it looked like a bellhop uniform. Like, you're able to pick that much up. Bellhop uniform, kind of a vest. It's torn to shit. But you you recognize that uh, as it limps out into the woods. Looks like he hopped out. And you are, you are exhausted. That tore, that surprised you and took the shit out of you. You may be talking badass, but Siri knows uh, you and she says, Yeah, wow. You all good, Clay? Um, let's just uh, uh, go back to the hotel room. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have a hotel room yet. We're on our way back home. Can but you, you uh, open up the uh, 
the booze cooler, please. Yeah, real quick, before I do that, could you could you fix my fucking tire? You have an auto repair feature, so my I still need you to hit the damn button, Clay. God, it's always my fucking fault. I have to fucking do everything. You hit the button and her tire just patches itself up and regrows out of nowhere. And it's kick-ass. It's really cool. Uh, as you do this, um, she corrects herself and you're straight on the road now. And your lights uh, illuminate a sign that says, uh, it just says, Welcome to Sanctum, Maine, the happiest place on earth. And in red lettering at the bottom, you see it, you see written on it. Welcome, Clay. And you drive into town. Oh, that's fucking weird. You say that and Siri says, yeah, no shit. Couldn't, couldn't put that together. I didn't ask you for your opinion. Who were you talking? Oh, and you, again, fight off into the dark. This is great. I love this dynamic. I'm going to create a character sheet for Siri. <laughs> Siri the animate fan. Uh, cool. So you're talking to this individual. He just, he just said, hi, Sloan. It's good to see you again. What do you say? Wait. Pre wait. Previously, what Previously, you were sitting alone at the bar. You just finished a pina colada, and a figure has appeared in front of you, and a face that you cannot make out. Mm. This face, every time you look away, you seem to forget his features, and it hurts to think about what he looks like. And once you, but once you look back, everything feels comfortable again. And he looks at you with kind of a friendly smile on his face, and he says, "Hello, Sloan. It's good to see you again." I say, "Are you from Nightville?" He looks at you and he says, I don't, I don't understand that reference. I'm sure that's something that you picked up when you were hip with the kids. Uh, I have something that I need you to do, and I think it's... Well, first of all, I need to know what exactly you know. What, what are you, Sloan? A functioning alcoholic. All right, I wouldn't go that far. It's not a high-functioning alcoholic. I need you to roll for manipulate. <laughs> so roll for plus charm. Four plus one, five. Oh, alcoholic. <laughs> you slur your words as you say that and accidentally break the glass in your hand. Take take one harm. I'm joking. Don't take one harm. Uh, and he just, he kind of laughs at your face. <laughs> Nothing's really changed. Huh. Sloan. I need you to do something for me, and I, I, know, I know that you wanted to be left alone. I know that you just wanted away from this life, but we need, we need you back. And he hands you a card. It's just a card, and it says on it, the Protifloga Hotel, Sanctum Maine. He looks you in the eyes, and he says, Sloan, it's, it's time for you to remember who you are. And we cut to black. Wow, can you believe it? The end of the first episode. You deserve an award for making it this far. And that award is going to be the second episode. Oh yeah! I hope you're ready because I'm super pumped for this story to continue and learn more about all of our characters. I can't wait to see what Chaz has in store for us. I'm super pumped to tell you that our podcast is now going to be available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. So that is super duper crazy, and I'm super duper pumped for you to listen to it on all of those platforms. So what are you waiting for? Get on out there. 
and see you next time on Monsters and Mean Guys.